A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask for a sign from the Lord, your God. Let it be deep as the nether world or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. Verbum Domini.
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. One of the blessings that we enjoy after the reforms of the Second Vatican Council is that the great traditional Advent hymns, Advent antiphons, have become more prominent in the Advent liturgy. Prior to Vatican II, these antiphons, which are commonly called the O antiphons, were only recited at evening prayer and were never heard during Mass. And since the Council, the seven O antiphons now comprise the gospel acclamation prior to the reading of the gospel every day from December 17th to December 23rd. At the chanting of the Alleluia, the sisters sang today's antiphon, O key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. These antiphons not only call to mind the prophecies of Isaiah concerning the coming of the Messiah, but they also express the church's deep longing throughout the centuries for the second coming of Christ, as we annually commemorate his first coming. People of goodwill long for the coming of Christ, not so much out of a desire for destruction for the end of the world, but for the complete fruition of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom of peace 
happiness, justice, love, and endless joy. Today's antiphon focuses specifically on the prophecy from Isaiah chapter 22, where there is a reference to the key of the house of David. The church has consistently taught that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecies concerning the promise to David, particularly in 2 Samuel 7, of an everlasting kingdom, throne, and kingship. Although it may have seemed to the people of Israel that this promise of an everlasting kingship to David had come to an end, seemingly, especially with the conquest of the southern kingdom of Judah by the Babylonians, the promise uttered to David is ultimately fulfilled in a most unexpected way. In the first reading today, Isaiah gives a sign to David's descendant, King Ahaz, that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This sign given to Ahaz is meant as an assurance to the king that God remains with his people, even when things seem dire, and that they should never be afraid. Unfortunately, Ahaz gives in to his irrational fear and refuses to trust the prophet Isaiah and the Lord God. As a result, things do not go well for the people, and they are eventually conquered by their enemies because the king gave in to fear. Yet the word of the Lord endures forever. His promise that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son will eventually come to pass. In contrast, to the infidelity of King Ahaz, the Virgin Mary is entirely faithful to the Lord God. This virgin is betrothed to a man named Joseph who is of the house of David. She will conceive a son by the power of the Holy Spirit and this child will be given the throne of his father David. However, this kingdom is not of of a worldly nature, but of a heavenly one. Worldly kingdoms come and go. They last for a time, however long, and then they pass away. But the kingdom of heaven lasts forever. Hence, the child who is to be born of the Virgin Mary and who is of the house of David, shall inherit an everlasting kingdom in fulfillment of God's promise to David centuries before. Mary is the perfect embodiment of the faithful, the faithful children of Israel. She is entirely faithful, obedient, fearless, humble, patient, meek, lowly, and full of love. Her fidelity, which is itself a grace from God, 
enables God to enact, to act freely through her in bringing his son into the world. It is only through the Lord Jesus, the key of David, that those who are imprisoned in the darkness of sin and death will be set free. In this latter part of the season of Advent, the church exhorts us to greater vigilance as we keep watch for the coming of the Lord. We are reminded of our continual need to humble ourselves, to acknowledge our sins, to repent and be converted by the renewal of our minds. We are called to turn away from our selfishness, our greed, our envy, our arrogance and pride, our gluttony, our unbridled rage, our rash judgment, our gossip, and our lack of loving concern for our neighbor and for all sorts of injustices and forms of oppression. We are called to participate with the Lord and with the church in bringing about a more just and equitable society through our prayer and our good works, our works of charity, so that the world might be better prepared for the coming of the kingdom of heaven and the new creation. Our spirit of poverty and our detachment from the things of this world are a sign to the world that this world is passing away and a new order of things is coming, an order where Jesus is the Lord of all, where justice reigns, and where everlasting peace prevails.